Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 7, entitled The Hunt. Uh, what do you think of this episode, Aaron? Can I do this whole podcast in amped up Boyd Hillbilly style? What would that sound like? Woo! We're gonna put the stank on this podcast, baby dog. <laughs> I can't even do it. Two shows, man, this week. Give give me one of those yeehaw, yeehaw moments. I've got two shows going. Get old. No, I just went to King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah. You went full. Uh, I need less Boomhauer, more Pappy yes. Van Winkle. I think so. Uh, what do you think of it? I so you're you're in full yeehaw mode, so I think it's good, right? I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I this this season continues to exceed my expectations. However, I was surprised to find out on the forums and in feedback that that is not a universal opinion. Uh, because of another fucking snow day uh-huh. for school, we did, were not able to watch this episode together. So I'm curious, sure. where do you fall on that spectrum? Uh, I'm somewhere in the middle on this episode. Wow. Yeah, I thought there were a couple of really, really good scenes. Um, notably, uh, the interaction between the two couples in this episode, between Raylan and Winona and Ava and Boyd, those scenes were fantastic. Uh, I wasn't so sold on the Markham stuff this episode. It was like, I, I kind of got a kick out of seeing art go directly at Markham in, in kind of a roundabout way. My first watch through, I was just blown away by arts i'm playing dumb and mark yeah. him i know you're playing dumb uh-huh. and you're still going to play dumb sure i love that just these two coots going at it and mm-hmm. uh i it was great the second time i realized that i don't even know that we learned a damn thing that we didn't already know yeah like it was a fairly lengthy scene where we didn't even i mean i almost thought like well there was a little bit more muddying of the waters of whether markham had um you know, betrayed her or whether she betrayed uh-huh. him or who was afraid of who. But that was pretty well spelled out. I don't know yeah, if that's because I'd... we're podcasting and we get all this stuff and notice the minutia. So they threw in another scene just for, you know, repetition for emphasis. But it could be. The were you yeah. kind of distracted by the same thing? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel like we got a whole lot of movement on plot this episode. You know, yes. like, okay, Avery's still doing his thing. Ty's on the run. Uh, the which plot... I thought Ty was great. Like I was cool, semi rooting for him, and then he blows away two paramedics. But... Sure, sure. Uh, the the thing that we did get moving on is the relationships, right? Like like Ava and Boyd come back around to trusting each other. Kind uh, a lot sure, of movement maybe? on that. I, I think so. I <laughs> okay. like that felt like a real genuine moment between both of them for me. Agreed. Uh, and same with Winona and Ray. I, I got a little bit know? of devil slash internet advocate. Um, I okay. I totally bought um Winona and yeah. Raylan and I thought yeah. her articulating the reasons of letting Raylan back into their lives seemed well thought out and genuine sure and you know again I feel like that they really do a fairly good job at nailing these characters motivations and they do a good job mm-hmm. with the female characters I was a little I guess distracted by some of what I would call um what do you call that exploitative some of the scenes in the cabin were where he's like trying to bait her into getting into that place with like she was at with Bowman and she was trying to bait him into being Bowman and they were mm-hmm. exchanging slaps and chokeholds and then they had sex and yeah, just like, that was a lot to take in. <laughs> sure. um, but yeah, I, don't, I, I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. Okay. Uh, how, do, how do we want to break down this episode? It feels like there's just essentially four threads that are pretty separate. You've got the Raylan... You got Raylan's thread, Ty's thread, uh, Ava and Boyd, and then I guess you got like Markham slash, yeah, it is pretty much Markham. But yeah, like Markham, Markham, Art, Rachel. Art, Rachel, and the the Marshall's office. Yeah, uh, let's start with Raylan and Winona. Oh, you're gonna go for the big guns. Yeah, okay. we'll we'll save the other big gun with Ava and Boyd for last, I guess. Okay. Um, oh wait, we'll bookend it. Can we talk about who made this episode? Sure. Uh, John Dahl. Which is not related at all to Roland Dahl. Uh, <laughs> or, or Rold. Rold uh, Dahl R-O-A. is Rold? I think it's R-O-A-L-D. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm helpless. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like the third sentence in his Wikipedia article is like, not in any relation to the famous children's. It, really? Yeah. It's like, like you man. have to say that just because I have the same name? I guess so. Sure. Um, and it's like, as commonly mistook, I'm like, is it common? Is that a common, like, 
it seems like I would assume I would personally assume always that they are not related unless specifically told that they are. Sure, sure. Um, but he's directed a ton of stuff, and I thought there was a lot of really interesting choices he made in this episode. Uh, first, he directed the film Rounders. Um, oh yeah, among a lot of other dif- uh, things. I but love he's, that. He's also directed multiple episodes of Californication, True Blood, Battlestar Galactica, shit tons of Dexter. Uh, one episode of Breaking Bad down. One that we just covered a couple weeks Mm ago. Uh, Several episodes of Justified. uh, Terriers, Shameless, Homeland, Hannibal, The Americans. He's like everywhere. (laughs) You know, it's like some of these guys have seemed like they're journeymen. They just direct one or two. No, he's like directing all the time. Yeah. And I thought he did a great job. It's written by Taylor Elmore, our buddy, and Keith Schreer. Uh, You know, I realize I always say Taylor Elmore is our buddy and just kind of leave it at that. But he's been a right. He joined justified in season two uh he wrote the standout episode brother's keeper in that season and also mm-hmm. Cottonmouth. uh he's written 12 episodes since then he's also a story editor he's also uh one of the executive producer and writer producers um and keith schreer who helped him out was uh, joined in season four and has written four episodes of justified total and also he has one credit for a television show called the beast which i've never heard the of beast hmm so no, okay. uh, no, no uh, Yoast gang here. Yeah. Which, man, someone on the forum had a really good suggestion on what to call the the, the Yoast gang. I'll try to look it up in, uh, here, here in the background. Okay. Sneaky like. Now, you want to talk about Raylan? Yeah, yeah. This was one of my favorite parts of this episode, certainly. Um, the, my, one of my favorite threads. Uh, I've always thought Winona and Raylan were good together. I know, like, she's had some problems with him, and that all comes to a head here. Or, or not to a head, but she kind of has come to terms with those problems. Which I, I like, that seems to make sense. Like, you're worried. Her essential thing is, you know, I've, I've been worrying about this child a lot. Mm-hmm. And I also realized that one of the reasons I wanted to get away with you is, is I was tired of worrying if you'd ever come home. But I've realized that now I've replaced that with the realization that you're never ever sure. going to come home yeah and yeah. that sucks and that seems like a uh you know and and also like the fact that she's like i don't know if it's going to work yeah i don't know that i can you know keep that kind of zen about it um because we talked about in previous seasons how tough it must be to be Raylan's uh partner oh yeah know? no for sure he's i mean it's not like there's dangerous jobs like policemen and firemen but this is like a, like i don't know um a a, a, a flame jumper in forest fire season. Like he goes and looks for problems uh-huh. to have, you know, solved with bullets and guns. So I don't know. I bought it 100%. I did too. And I, 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 they've been building toward it for many seasons now. And that's kind of why it works. Uh, if this were to just kind of be sprung on us, you know, three seasons ago, I don't think it has the same effect. However, I also think that Raylan in addition to all the dedication to the job and what all that, there's a little bit of me questioning. I mean, this is a man who's held his f- child for the first time. Mm-hmm. He has never been able to break away from the marshals for 48 hours to go down there and face to face meet his child. That's red flag number one. Okay. Red flag number two, it totally slipped his mind that his daughter was coming up to see him for like two days during a doctor's visit scheduled mm-hmm. like like this and then then his reflexes to lie to winona because you know he doesn't want to start a fight and all that stuff but still that's that's shitty like i i yeah. appreciate winona yeah. trying to make things work here but sometimes i just think raylan is a self-absorbed selfish person hmm. or he has a job that requires a lot from him but it's one and the same it's like what we talked about uh you know uh Corey stole in uh, the strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's his name? F. So, so <laughs> Ephraim. Yeah. F. Uh-huh. F him. Uh, you know, if you got a busy <laughs> job that requires you to, you know, and then get it. I get there are legitimately important jobs like that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not try to, uh, maybe recognize that and avoid situations where you're going to let other people down. Sometimes you can't avoid those situations. <laughs> Like, what was Raylan to do, right? I mean, Winona gets pregnant. Yeah, I get that, it. Like, he either at, so at that point, he either has to quit his job or not be with her? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, 
I, like I said, I, 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 I'm, I'm happy for them. This is a happy ending, but there's three red flags in this episode alone where I'm just like, oh, this isn't going to work. See, I didn't read the red flags so much. What I read was Winona coming to terms with who Raylan is, making that realization that it's better to have him there than, than better, better to wonder whether he's coming home than to know that he's not. Um, but if you got a dude it, that sporadically comes home, doesn't remember important dates, mm-hmm. what kind of relationship is that? It's like uh, one of convenience where when he's around, he's great and he's awesome. He's considered he's an excellent lover and he's fun with the kids, but he just never you can't ever count on him. That seems like a basic problem for relationship. You're right. You're right. Uh, So are you saying that there are no marshals across this country that should be in relationships? Actually, I think the the sad (laughs) truth is most marshals jobs are hella boring. No, they're 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 guarding courtrooms and stuff like that. But a guy... A manhunter. So anyone who is in a position no, here's the, here's of the any importance whatsoever should never be in a relationship. Is no, that what you're saying? I'm not saying that. Give up I'm all saying personal contact for your job. Rayleigh needs to get a goddamn planner. <laughs> he needs to set some alarms on his cell phone. That's what I'm saying. Like, the fact... I get it. Your job is absorbing and all that, but... Mm-hmm. You know, you have to. You, you. I don't think he's putting forth the bare minimum effort that would show that he actually cares about the situation. Man, I think you are just you're shitting all over this relationship. Period. Yeah. Whereas Winona herself has come to terms with it. She's how okay? How with old it. is this baby? Like three months? I have no idea. Three sure. to six months Something is what I'm like guessing. That, yeah. Raylan hasn't visited yet. Mm-hmm. Winona I, apparently doesn't care. I get. Does it. that mean nothing to you? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, no, it's fine. I guess I'm just saying okay. that. Uh, I don't she's know made what I'm this saying. decision. She's perfectly. Ca- she made the decision to leave him. She made the decision to come back. She sure. understands what she's getting herself into. I think obviously. Why is that a problem? It's not a problem. I guess my thesis is I think Raylan uses the excuse of I've got an important job that's very important. For I'm not even going to show the bare minimum requirements as a human being to show that I care for you or my family. I don't think he, he uses, uses those as, as excuses. Excuse. I think those are part of of who he is. And Winona understands that. Okay. Being forgetful and inattentive is part of who he is, is what you're saying. No, I think being <laughs> engrossed in the very important thing that he's doing is part of who he is. Okay. <laughs> what did you think of the scene a very long scene where they're kind of discussing things with the baby screaming in the background. I thought this should be every scene in the walking dead. Every scene in the walking dead needs to have this soundtrack, right? Yeah. That's what it should be. This baby has a mild ear infection. Sure. Mm -hmm. And a potential heart murmur. I get it. Yeah. But the baby in the walking dead is starving to death. Literally. Uh It should be yelling at all times. Sure. Well, it's just the other thing is, like I said, it's like the uh, darker way to interpret that is that it's just too weak. <laughs> it's so close to starving. Sure. It's listless. It's not reacting. It can't support its head anymore. But I, I love this scene. I think I thought you it was know, great. Too. That's probably what being in a household with a small child is like at most times. Yeah, I mean, some people get luckier than others, but it's like one yeah. of the worst things ever is when your baby will cry and you just can't not make it stop. Sure, sure. Um, and. A lot of people were uncomfortable, I noticed, around the internet and other places. They were uncomfortable with the scene. I'm like, that was the point. Yeah. And the way it was shot and kind of like a friend... Um, I don't know. It's like, I, I just thought it was great decision. I was kind of distracted by, like, wow, that baby's legitimately crying. Uh-huh. It's legit crying. And I'm thinking, man, that might have been like three... Because I know there's rules of, like, how much you can, you know, like, how you can get a baby to cry, obviously. <sighs> And like how long Punch that can to the go face, on, not and and you know that must have been a real pain in the ass to film, mm-hmm. but it really really worked well. I thought so too. I thought, you know, they needed that in there. Yeah. Um, what did you think about him, uh, <laughs> Raylan, showing up to the marshal's office with her? In- interesting. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure why he does that. Well, the only thing it's like I. I thought it was fine, obviously, but yeah. the fact that uh, Avery happened to be there, sure. And uh, you're thinking uh, red lights are going off in your head. Avery's a bad man. Yeah, Avery's a bad man. And one of the many things we kind of predicted from the season is some at uh, some point Winona slash Willa being in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which, you know, there again, that's the other thing. It's not just Raylan not coming home. Like, you have been threatened in your own home, you know, lady. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's It could be bad news. So that might be a test relationship. Um, sure. But I, I don't know. I, I think uh, the other thing is it might not be the threat from Arkham. Uh, Ar- Arkham? Wait, what is his name? What? Avery Markham. I just did Arkham. Yeah, let's go with Arkham. Sure, Arkham. It might not, The threat might not come from Arkham. He could mention this in conversation with Catherine, or uh-huh. I could throw her name together, uh, Hatherin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tail. And she seems like the type of person, more of the type of person, or is equally capable of the type of person to threaten a child? Yes, especially if I think she is who she is who I think she is, it's, or if she is who I think she is, um, you know, the rat and a murderer. Sure. I could buy that. Yeah. It seems like I was kind of dismissive of it the, the week before and less dismissive of, of it last week, but now I'm starting to come around since it's still uh, many people bringing this point up is like, maybe Arkham, maybe Avery Markham is not the rat. It doesn't feel like it to me. It really doesn't. And it's like I also feel like with uh, Art, because Art's clearly thought about this, probably made a couple phone calls. And he lays out the case. And now he's coming in saying, like, it's less of an open question about whether there was, in fact, a rat. Yeah. Now it's like, yes, there was a rat. And also the fact that the prosecutor, which that might have been new information, that the prosecutor was murdered in the middle of the trial. I felt like that's the guy who was murdered. I Because... If if not, somebody had their head blown off. Who had their head blown off? I think that must be the guy. And then the other guy was killed in jail and was ruled a suicide. So it couldn't, you know, he obviously didn't blow his head off in prison. Okay. So, and that's hmm. that's the one thing I guess was kind of slightly new information is Art kind of laying it out that like, if you were the rat, why, why? would you murder the prosecutor to slow the 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 trail down? And then why would you murder him to be with his wife and then flee yeah, the state. That is a fairly damn good question. It is. It is, and it all it all makes sense if Kale Catherine Hale is the rat and the murderer. Well, so th- if that is the case, then I will say that, and and it turns out there is in fact a rat because it could be that still there just never was a rat. <laughs> um, Catherine is a really really good actor, like mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. She has not slipped one iota that that could be a possibility. Yeah, even when uh, Arkham just straight up questions her. Yeah, what did you? Uh, I loved Raylan and uh, Tim's. Yes, going back and forth. Oh, it was so good. And then when he stands up and he's like, "No, it's because he's not a nurturing, caring human being. He's <laughs> kind, kind of an, an asshole. asshole." Yeah, that might have been. That's that's a strong contender for line of the week. I think. Although I also liked when Rachel was trying to strong arm Raylan into staying on the manhunt even though mm-hmm. she was trying to get him out the door just a few hours ago. And he said, uh, what was it? He said something like, uh, I was involved in that shooting. I keep reliving it. It's like a movie I keep seeing in my head. It's. I thought that was really funny, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Raylan's really sure. shook up about this shooting. Yeah, Raylan's wanted to get like that. <laughs> uh, uh, this seems like a really weird time for Raylan to go off off the hunt. Sure. Right? Um. I don't know. I mean, I I get that they have a handle on it. The and thing there's is, not is, much he can do as a single individual, but it it seemed weird at this point for him to go off. Yeah, I I don't know. I really I think that he really wanted to see his daughter. Sure, and he sure. felt bad about letting them all down again. Yeah, and he also is less interested in in Avery than he is in Boyd. Yeah, and the Boyd thing feels like it's temporarily. Although man, he wasn't really even all that worried about the, the the Ava deal. And do you think it was? No, he was just kind of out of it. This yeah. episode. Do you think? Do you think Raylan actually called Ava in the climax of the Boyd Ava conversation? Oh, I don't know. I I don't know why he would right then because he had just said like Rachel. I wonder if Rachel jumped the gun and tried to call her. Maybe if so, Raylan's going to be royally pissed. I mean, they were talking about like you need to get us information by the end of this week that basically convicts Boyd. Uh, she certainly didn't do that, so yeah, yeah uh, Rachel could be calling her. Yeah. The other thing with with Arkham is this kind of this exchange where he gives uh, 
what's his name? The other military guy who's still left alive. Seabass. Seabass. He gives Seabass some that, money. Seabass? He's he's talking about loyalty and he's wondering like, are you on my side and all that? Uh, and it seems like Seabass sides with Arkham here over Ty. Well, he he does it a little bit out of a uh, self-serving motive because, yeah, if he goes out there, he could get roped into this whole thing. There's something I didn't quite understand about this whole situation that it seems like Ty called them Mm -hmm. and wanted an extraction. Yep. Um, Avery was kind of like, uh, even on the phone, was like, uh, 30-second pause. Yeah, we'll we'll come get you right away. And then he goes and he asks to talk to Seabass, seemingly like, like, I need to talk to you man-to-man to to know that you're not going to fuck me. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he says, you know, something about the car's GPS, which wigged out Ty. And then he, I think it's, we're supposed to understand that he did lie about where he was at. And I it seems so. like he yeah. wasn't waiting around. He was on to the next one. Uh-huh. Um, why? But then after they hung up, Seabass was going to go out to get him. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So I, it's like that seemed like a very pointless scene, except for to get. Maybe it's to show that Seabass is not as smart as Arkham. Mm. That Arkham knows he lied to And not to as him. smart as Ty either, I guess. Sure, it's, both of them, yeah. Um, but no, it's like it's, it's weird. It's like if you thought that's... I guess what would Ty Walker need to hear from the get-go to feel confident enough that these guys are going to pick him up? It's like at what circumstance... What can you say? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like you know, it's it seemed, again, that's why I say it's pointless. Like I, I was trying to diagram exactly how this dialogue tree could have gone mm-hmm. and Ty Walker doesn't bug out, but... Yeah. A sea bass can be bought for 50 grand, it seems like. Is that how much was in there? I think so. It seems like it's five stacks of 10,000. Five stacks, all right. Um, sure. Yeah, his loyalty is sold for fifty grand. That's it's not. I'm always marvel. I, I always marvel at how cheap life is sold, and this seems like a real thing. Like people take out contracts to kill people for like five and ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, that seems ludicrous. Sure, when you're looking at potentially twenty years in prison, yeah, or more. Are they just stupid and they think they're never going to get caught, so it's quote unquote easy money? I think so. Yeah. Is it just that, like, you can't, you know, uh, there? Most people that want to kill other people are average people of average means. So, like, ten grand is like the go that that's the going rate. Here's the thing: if your life is going so well that five or ten thousand means basically nothing to you, mm-hmm. killing someone is not an option on the table, right? Right. Like, unless that's your line of work. Yeah. Uh, like. If you're a stockbroker and someone approaches you and says, we want you to kill this guy, you're like, dude, 10000 is not going to get the job done. $10 sure. million, maybe. Sure. <laughs> like, it's all relative, right? Yeah. These, these people in Harlan who are making no money, yeah. uh, like, uh, look at Zachariah. He was bribed by a bottle of booze. Right. So <laughs> it's like, I mean, granted, Although, he has his own motives. I, was say, I, I yeah, get yeah. that. But, you know, that, that was Boyd's plan, bribing with a bottle of booze. Hmm. Uh, life is cheap in Harlan. Yeah, Life I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I just, again, I was like, man, you guys had this fraternity, which they also, um, in a really great scene with Ty Walker after oh, he does yeah. his self-surgery, uh, digs a bullet out of his own shoulder. He goes out there and just intimidates those idiot frat boys. Yep. But he makes <laughs> a point like that your fraternity means nothing. But I also mm-hmm. thought it was interesting that this comes on the heel of seeing how little their fraternity meant. Okay. Like, like you know, your brother's not going to step in and do anything if I dismantle you right now. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, I don't know, because that, that credit card game, it did not work whatsoever. No, of course. And it's obvious. Like, I knew that was what he was doing the minute he handed sure. those cards over. I was sure, like, yeah, he's here. false trail. Get it. Same here. But and I'm glad it didn't work, right? On either Tim or Raylan. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good try. And I'm like, well, how could you do it better? Because if you had like a family... Like, they would probably spend it less repetitiously, but yeah, then yeah. again, they're more likely to just call the police. So, you know, I guess yeah. it's worth trying, but... Like, give it to a, a trucker or something who's, like, doing a long haul to Florida and... Or maybe, a, what if you just, like, left a credit card in the open in the bathroom? Because, you know... Then you've got someone that might pick it up and just like, hey, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this for my own purposes, and they don't. Give them your cell phone. Give them your cell phone because yeah. they can track that. Yeah, that's what the other thing I was thinking. Like, what because they, they can't, like, it's not gonna be weird that they're making phone calls or 
whatever, yeah. unless, I don't know, call up a 900 number or something. It's just hard to do crime nowadays. Yeah. 21st too, too century technology. crime is just, you know, on the one hand, it's, Cameras everywhere. some type of crimes are getting very easy, like the, the scamming oh, and all that stuff. It's yeah, like yeah. the physical crime is where it's dying out. Do you think all crime will be virtual in like 20 years? Not all crime. Well, crime's a You're passion. Still gonna You're always going to need to... Uh, motherfuckers always going to need to die. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> always going to be people willing to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, but a lot of crimes, sure. I mean, like, it's hard to rob somebody when they don't have any cash on them, right? Right, like, yeah. What are you going to take? Yeah. You, you. I mean, if you robbed me right now, you would get three bucks. <laughs> exactly. And a couple credit cards. Which I would call up and cancel the next day. It's like... Oh, yes. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, so of Which course, maybe yeah. that's maybe that's one of the reasons violent crime keeps falling. It's just not worth it anymore. I guess it's so. not that we're becoming a more civil society. It's just it's, the rewards are, are not there. Could be. Let's talk about the big the big one here in my mind. Before we move much on, I want a big picture question: Is Raylan safer as a character now that he's back with Winona than he oh, was no. before this episode? No, now that he's brought his child into the picture. I think he's less safe. I, I feel the same way, man. <laughs> like all these conversations him and Art had about getting to Florida before the you know floor yeah. fell out, and now Florida's coming to him oh, and yeah. promising the happiest of happy endings. I'm terrified for Raylan. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Oh my god! And I, I actually more afraid for him than I am for Ava at this point. Which, if you'd yeah. asked me two weeks ago, I'd have been like, no way, mm-hmm. no way. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Ava. Let's talk about Ava and Boyd. Okay. And they're uh, what I think is a patching of their relationship in this episode. She comes clean. I think they both forgive each other and trust each other well, now. I mean, here's the thing Boyd rigged this in his favor. He gave her an unloaded gun, sure. you know, to see if, if given the chance, he was going, she was going to kill. Like, could he trust her with his life? Mm-hmm. And he learned that, but he learned it by kind of stacking the deck. So, but he knows now, right? He knows now. Does he? Because I... I it's a fair question, because well, the, the, the tables time, have turned so many times. The first time through, I thought, like, oh, well, done deal. It's Ava and Boyd ride till they die, and that's how the season's going to go. Like, no more... But, um, you know, that look that he gave as he was reloading that pistol was not a look of... Um, Wow, I'm so glad that I can. We I finally figured this out, and I I finally dealt with the traitor in my midst and didn't have to blow their head off. Like we've seen oh. when he was mentioning Johnny and Devil and all these other people. Um, some point that Seppenwall made in his review was that it's not like Boyd is blameless in any of this stuff. Like or the reasons that Johnny and Devil turned on him were a lot of times legitimate because yeah. Boyd makes a whole lot of promises that he uh, is unable to cash. True. And he gets a lot of people killed. Like, think of all the dudes uh, in his white supremacist group, all the dudes in his neo-religious movement. Uh-huh. Every, like, a lot of <laughs> people have been killed or in much worse situations because of him. Yeah. Ava might, and, and like, Ava threw it in his face, and he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I did do that. But he's still that dude. He's And he's made yet another promise that if you trust me, I will get us out of this. And I don't know about that. You're right. You're right. I I just wonder this late into the series if it is a good idea to be setting us up for another twist. Like we got six episodes left. That's the thing. It's not that late. It's mid season. It's pretty late when you consider what they have to wrap up, right? I know they they made big strides in that this episode with kind of wrapping up the Raylan and Winona stuff. Um, it, granted, it's not wrapped up say, yet, but yeah. it's it's they made a huge leap forward. It seems right? like that we're not going to be debating Ava and Raylan anymore. I think or, so, or yeah. what Ra- Ava's plan is. Although I still, I still there's some feedback about that, and there's still some uncertainty in my mind. But yeah, I, I get it. And Ty Walker is like an episode or two away from being wrapped up. It's got to be. So then it's you've got Seabass, Avery. Arkham. Yep. Uh, Catherine, and don't forget Win Duffy. Yeah, something has to be done with Duffy, and don't forget the necklace, the Dewey necklace that is still out there. Now, I feel like that's going to come into play with Boyd. I'm starting to think that's the end game. That's going to be the checkmate situation. It could be. When Boyd thinks he's free, Mm -hmm. and he's done all the scheming, and he's standalone, and him and Ava are ready for a uh, ride off in the sunset, that's going to turn up, and it's going to turn into a murder case, and he's going to be behind bars. Or dead. Is it possible that we're making too much of this necklace? 
Like they were just hanging it there as a memento Man, of doing the character. I it because if you remember, because I can see that scene, it's like a movie that plays over and over in my head. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was very conspicuous. It was, and I. So I'm like the question that I'm asking is: We were with Dewey Crow for a very long time. Sure, and that character was a, a integral part of the series in a lot of ways. Is that just kind of memorial, like a, a headstone for him? I don't think so. I think it felt. I think it. You know his his going out episode felt like that. You know him talking about the good old days and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. The next the next because of that happened the next episode I believe that was in the cold open. What was the the sweeping up and he finds a necklace and puts I think another so. thing. Yeah. That doesn't feel that's not a uh, tombstone memorial type thing. That's sure. a Chekhov's crocodile or yeah. alligator teeth necklace. See, I, I'm with you. Okay, I, I was just playing devil's advocate. Okay, uh, I think it's got to go somewhere. The other thing, now that you said Chekhov's crocodile necklace, it's alligator, by the way. A- alligator necklace. Sorry, <laughs> wouldn't want to get the regions mixed up. Uh, Arkham, Arkham has this gun in his desk when he is handing out the money to Seabass. That's going somewhere, right? That's a Chekhov's gun, a literal Chekhov's gun. Well, I think we're supposed to, like, be in Seabass's point of view and be like, oh, is he going to shoot me? Mm-hmm. Or is he going to buy me off? And then, like, I guess, yeah, maybe. Because they've been teasing how dangerous Arkham is this whole time. Sure. And we haven't seen a whole lot of... Uh action from him right yeah I, I i took that as like he's slowly stacking the money and you, you think about his speech about how he used loyalty and he flashed cash around but then he also had that iron grip and and that his pimp hand was strong yeah i think that's kind of like from seabass perspective you either take the money or this other thing is going to happen uh-huh. and once he said i'll take the money then the door closed but i was also thinking like here's i don't get criminals <laughs> seabass and him are alone Yep. All of Mark or Arkham. God damn it, Markham's uh just say Arkham. Avery Markham. All Arkham. of Arkham's dudes are <laughs> actually loyal to Seabass if they're loyal to anybody, right? Because they're also mercenaries that all worked together before. I guess so. I kinda got the group the idea that Ty was leading them. But, sure, but, but now I, mean, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I'm like if 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 he why doesn't he just shoot Avery in the head and tell the two other surviving mercs he tur- he was turning against Ty. Let's go get her guy. Let's uh-huh. take all this money, yeah. and let's you know start a new mercenary badass life in Mexico or whatever. That's fair. Uh, I I don't know. Like don't as know soon as he shuts the door, pulls his gun out, boom, puts one in the chest. I I don't know. I don't know. Avery kind of tempts him with you know the promise of more money than he can imagine. You know, freedom. That freedom. I and I don't know what that means necessarily to Seabass as far as like how motivating that is for him. How much money has he got in that that safe in the pizza parlor? That's though? the thing. I I'm millions. Sure, I'm sure it would be enough to have relative freedom on. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And so also I, that I don't know. I can set you up so you don't have to take any orders for, except for yourself. No, you're always gonna have to take, take orders, orders from, from him. Yeah. yeah, unless he's like going to make you independently wealthy. Even then, like yeah, then you're just retired. Yeah, and and he's such a dangerous guy that mm. apparently, apparently, I don't know. We haven't seen any of this, right? So uh, I, I'm, I'd be surprised if Arkham doesn't have to end up shooting somebody by the end of this. Did you find yourself liking Ty Walker by the you know, I, I more than I expected? Yeah, yeah, because he's kind of been just like a one note dick dickhole. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I kind of forgot the fact that he was about to order murder that innocent woman. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and he's been running with a bunch of murderous thugs until he kills the paramedics for trying to turn him in. And then the last one he killed is especially brutal. Oh, yeah. Kind of shaky Just, effects work, though. Did that to be a dick? Yeah, I thought so, too. Okay, I, I, I did, too. Digital gunshots and all yeah. that stuff. And I understand they do that. Like, a lot of that is, like, actor safety because, you know, it's just not even safe to use sure. blanks and stuff. But why can't we use squibs anymore? Uh, they're more expensive. Is it? Do you think so? I assume so, yeah. But man, they look so much better. They do. They really do. I feel like we've skipped over some of the best lines of the week. Um, oh, yeah. But I don't know how to like bring them up now. I guess the, there's a lot of stuff in art uh, thing where uh, like I thought line of the week candidate was, uh, I've been married for 28 years. I don't get to pull out as much as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I thought that was pretty good. Sure. Um, but I still think the best one was uh, Raylan's response to Tim. Uh, you know, uh, 
he's not a caring. What did you say it was? Nurturing caring. He's not a nurturing caring human being. He's also kind of an asshole, which calls back to the computer guy thing from last year. It's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. The the other okay. One other question for you. Yeah. How old is that bourbon that they're drinking? Because he says he stole the bottle in '95. The bottle has a label, which means it was labeled up, ready to go mm-hmm. in '95. That's 20 years? When does this take place? I'm not sure exactly. There's a fantastic article got posted to our forums about bourbon and Justified. Okay. And you should go to our forums. Uh, It's it's, it's posted in the Justified Mm subforum. And it's a long read about all the characters there. and, And they very deliberately, like, what is their brand and what does that brand tell them about them? And I guess there's like huh. five different la- types of Pappy Walk, uh, Pappy Van Winkle. The one that's like the super expensive one that retails for like three hundred dollars, but is impossible to find and like sells for over a thousand dollars retail. When Which you find I assume it. this is. Yeah, you, we could tell if we watched it. There's like the, the way you can tell that is there's a double band on the neck that sets it apart from the the other brands. Oh. So I don't know. I assumed it was the what whatever. I think that's the twenty three year. Maybe it's the twenty seven year. Like super exclusive. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever yeah. it is, it's been in that bottle for a long time. Also, too. that was made up. There was no warehouse fire. There sure. is no mythical lost shipment. So okay, <laughs> you know. But yeah, if you got you got the you know damn near forty fifty year old bourbon at this point. But it's in a bottle. It's not like it's still yeah, in the it's barrel. Not aging so in the barrel. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's probably pretty good. I've never never had the privilege. Never had the pleasure. Neither have I. We should go because uh, the uh, the library down at the um, uh, the party source has Pappy Pappy Van Winkle that you can taste. The price sets you back a while uh, wow. a ways for for a, a glass of it, but we could make that happen. Hmm. Might have to do a video on that. <laughs> what we do is we take some drink, bourbon tasting, hold but... it in our mouth until we get back to the studio, <laughs> spit in the glass, and we can drink it in the next. Uh, oh. We're smuggling Pappy. Oh, it's a half hour drive, man. <laughs> Plus, imagine if you get pulled over. (laughs) Sir, if you've been drinking. (laughs) I promise I'm not drinking at this very moment. Can you open your mouth, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was me saying you can have my license and registration. Ah. So I think that's about it. Uh, We should do some feedback, yeah? Sure. Uh, Scott V uh, wants to go back to a live day because he had a couple of thoughts about that. Uh, He says, I'm confused about Ava. Uh, she gets that vibe Steenberger is on to her. On the way back home with Boyd, she keeps going on about how excited he is to stay in Harlan now and grow Christmas tree dope. Mm-hmm. It feels to me like her trying to run was just her in a panic. When she asked for just a car, Limehouse asked her if she's running from Boyd or the law or both. He says the car could get her away from Boyd, but evading the law would take paperwork. She still says she just wants the car. So would Limehouse infer she's still only trying to avoid Boyd? I ask this because of Limehouse's call to Boyd. What can he tell Boyd? She wanted to quietly get a car to disappear. When Boyd confronts her, and uh, and he's already talking about that, um, she can spin it any way she wants, which she, she didn't. Doesn't. Yeah. But I guess this kind of goes to my theory, is that the reason she wasn't interested in paperwork is she's got some other plan. <laughs> or she, she just panicked. Like, that's... Yeah, but Ava, is Ava a pants-shitting panicker? It feels like that's kind of what they turned her into huh? near the end of this. Interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, he is right that Boyd will want to believe her, but he also needed proof, so whatever. Um, but he also said if if it's all that's true and she just wanted to get away from Boyd, then why push for the car? Why promise money to Limehouse that you can't deliver on? When he refused her to first offer the cash on her, she could have said, damn it, I don't have anything else. I'll have to do it myself. See ya. Limehouse still may have called Boyd, although I can only think he's calling to punish Ava for leading him on about the cash. I keep going back and forth about it. I'm still, Mm. again, I feel like that we are going to find out before the end of the season some part of the Ava plan that she was going to launch. This could be my dead man's brew. Potentially, yeah, because I'm still on the panic idea. Although the thing he says there about Limehouse uh, just calling Boyd to punish Ava, that doesn't sound like Limehouse to me. No, Limehouse wants uh, Limehouse is hot for the money. Yeah, that Ava was talking about. Yeah, but Boyd's smart enough to probably know that too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, which they conspicuously left Limehouse out of this episode. They got six more, and this money is still oh, hanging right. out that's there a, with a, a lot that's a, of people. That's a sixth. Uh, this dangling Chad hanging out there. There are so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well there's one. There's an episode for all of you. <laughs> 
<laughs> episode for each one of you. Uh-huh. Uh, he also said that scene in the kitchen has my vote for the best unspoken line of the season. Ava, this place, there's got to be a place in hell for a man that breaks a promise to a woman. Raylan, I ain't worried. Unspoken on account of my room in hell has already been booked for years. Do you think that there might be some flavor to that? That Raylan... Uh, I thought that line was more to say I'm not. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing what you think I'm doing here. True. Or but... what you're worried that I'm doing. But I like that spin on it. Sure. It could also definitely mean that. I don't know that Raylan or is not going that to that I don't believe in hell. <laughs> oh, there's that too. Yeah. I'm an atheist. Raylan's an atheist. He don't give a shit. Uh, Jake from Tallahassee said, I'm extremely worried about them dragging out this Ava plot and storyline any further. Tonight was the peak emotional payoff, and it would have been the perfect time for Ava's story to end. Even if she bites it later, I don't think it will be the same. It's kind of like how in Breaking Bad, Felina was satisfying, but Mandius was the real dick kicker. Mm, yeah. That, I'm mildly worried about that, that the first half of the season has been so satisfying that they aren't going to be able to wrap it up. But on the other hand, it's an easy argument to make that it's just like this half of the season has been awesome. Wait till you see the next half. Sure. Uh, it's hard to say that because it's been so awesome, it's got to be bad at the end. That seems to not follow necessarily. And I, I am done with Ava being on the fence about her intentions. I'm not... I, I so I agree with you there. Um, so you think Ava Jake, trusts Boyd now? I think so, but maybe not the other way. I'll get. I'll be a little. It'll be a little tedious if they're still like, "Oh, Raylan, I don't know who to trust you or Boyd." I mean, you gotta pick a side and go with it. And it's been they've they've actually kept my interest surprisingly through seven episodes of this. Uh-huh. But I'm with him on that part of it. I'm not done seeing Ava do cool Ava things and her with Boyd and Bonnie and Clyde and up. Great. But yes, this on the fence, will she, won't she, is she a CI, all that kind of stuff. I'm done. I'm kind of interested to see how, what Boyd comes up to te- with to tell Raylan that is going to keep her out of jail and keep her safe and all that. Although, man, hmm. another thing is maybe Boyd doesn't care. Or maybe he gets some money and they run away together. Yeah, but it, <laughs> That's I can see it being a Boyd's character to forgive Ava, and his forgiveness is sparing her life, but she doesn't deserve sure. to ride off in a sunset with him. So maybe Ava will be left ha- holding the bag and going back hmm. to jail. I, I suppose so. Could be. Uh, Josh C. said, a few things I noticed and a tinfoil prediction. One, Avery Markham saw Raylan with his baby in the office. That can't be good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Two, have you guys noticed that a- e- Ava and Winona are saying things along the lines of, we don't have to leave Kentucky and Harlan? Ah, uh, because you can't leave alive, that's for sure. Part three, the tinfoil theory. The series began with Raylan shooting someone. It set the tone for the show and for who he is. His reputation grew from being a marshal that won't hesitate to shoot someone. My main prediction is this. Raylan will not kill Boyd, and Boyd will not kill Raylan. I think Avery Markham will end up taking Winona and the baby and maybe even Ava hostage or put them in some kind of imminent danger. By the end of the season, Raylan will finally be in a position to rest Boyd. Boyd will end up doing something that saves him, probably killing Markham as well. And maybe Boyd and Raylan will temporarily team up again. Raylan and Boyd will be guns drawn, waiting for each other to fire. Raylan tells Boyd to leave town or draw, and Boyd leaves town. Hmm... One thing I want to say in support of his that I forgot to mention in the podcast, this hunting cabin that Boyd went to yeah. is the same cabin that the shootout in season one where Boyd and Raylan did temporarily team up huh. to take okay. on the, the you know, the to to save Winona and to get out of their own skin. Uh-huh. Is that, I mean, it's clear that's a callback to season one, but is that kind of a foreshadowing that maybe there'll be a situation where they team up again? Could be. Could be. I would like, uh, so I think two episodes from the end of the season, I would like to see Arkham take Winona, Ava, and the baby hostage and have an episode where it's just Arkham dealing with this baby, <laughs> trying to keep it quiet, <laughs> trying to keep it fed, trying to figure out what's wrong. That seems like a good second to last episode. Uh, Arkham taking. Arkham taking Boyd and or, or uh, Winona, Ava, and uh, Willa hostage would mm. be his doom because that would team up Boyd and Crowder. You're right. They You're go right. dig hole right out of his ass. And it man. would team up Ava and Winona, who are just as dangerous. True. In my opinion. True. You would. He, yeah. <laughs> he he would be screwed. Yeah. Uh, also, we got this whole mind plot. We forgot to talk about that. 
Well, they didn't talk about it much. Um, Zach, no, I mean, it's basically uh, Zachariah trying to be like, you got to be family and you're uh, next to kin and uh, all sympathize, even though I threw this guy down a mine shaft. And, yeah. And he's all like, I'm going to do whatever I want, old man. Sure. And I don't blame him for not throwing, uh, what's his name, down the mine shaft. What is that guy's name? I forget. Carl. Carl for for not throwing Carl down the mine shaft because that's a little hard to explain you know two people yeah uh, what's the banana peels all around the edge of this pit John? dude you really didn't care about much went in but then Carl went in why too. was Zacharias so insistent that they t- go see Boyd my theory is that he was going to murder them all probably that possibly. his mine shaft thing is mm-hmm. is doomed although like what's his end game here man. Like what could he have done now? He just that he wants could... revenge, I guess, and and to keep, uh, you know, revenge on the Crowders, and also to keep Ava from harm. It seems Potential like that Boyd. the thing to do would just been to shoot Boyd in the face the first time he came calling. Yeah, there's that. Because uh, there was only one other dude that was that had his back. I think it was Carl. So if you're going to show up to tell Boyd that someone got killed, and he's going to have, it's like just do it. But you know, it's it's pretty plausible that somebody dies in a mine. So I'm wondering if he doesn't, if he d- like, sure, but you know, it's different. Like trespassing and murder are two different okay. crimes. All right. <laughs> so maybe the guy just doesn't want to go to prison. Yeah, I'm just not sure what he's murdering hoping. Boyd. Just not sure quite what he's hoping to get out of this. I mean, clearly Boyd falling down the hole would have been the way to go. But then why did he save him? Yeah. Like put some Crisco on your hands before you go down <laughs> there. Spit on it. You know, it's like. Or just let him go. What's Boyd going to do as he's falling down? You let me go, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was out of his mind with fear, boys. He had no idea what he's saying. I tried my hardest. Now lean over this hole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Natalie 8 said, hey, guys, I sent an email last week saying I think Duffy was the rat and Ty Walker's going to team up with Boyd and Ava somehow and steal Markham's money. That's still on the table. Duffy's the rat. I guess so. Yeah. Well, listen to this. I like this. The reason I think Duffy's the rat is because, among other things, it seems the writers are now trying to give characters backstories, and that's the way they're going to do it with Duffy. Maybe it's just me, but I could have done without seeing the... Okay, wait a second. Let's pause there. When I read this, I instantly thought back to the one person trying real hard to talk Catherine Hale into believing uh, Arkham's version of the story mm-hmm. was Win Duffy. Like, he was adamant that, oh, he's just mm. playing you, and he's, you know, telling her You're all right. the things, which I didn't think anything of, but when someone says this, I'm thinking, ooh, if he is the rat, and this is an elaborate attempt to escape this with more money in his life, that kind of makes sense. And it would kind of redeem yeah. Duffy as a badass. Like, one of the things I would love to see uh, is Win Duffy and Mikey running, run, riding off in the sunset with Winnebago 2.0. <laughs> As 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 you'll never leave Harlan alive is playing. I'll, I'll give you the reason because that's that. ironic. He did leave Harlan alive. You're right. You're <laughs> right. Uh, Rolling from Lexington and leave Harlan. Yep. Uh, the, the reason I think the Duffy could be the rat is because his fucking rat face, man. He's got the rat face. He has a rat face if I've ever seen one. He's got a rattier face and Radigan from the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> it's Fievel goes west in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the secret of Nim up in this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just me, but I could have done with that seeing Winona's redemption arc this episode. She felt being with Raylan was unsafe for her, and now all of a sudden she's willing to put not only her safe herself, mm. but a baby in an unsafe situation. Hallelujah, you're preaching to the choir here. It just doesn't track with what we've been told this far other than Ron- wanting the audiences to like her at last. Although I've always liked her. Yeah, I have too. Even when she was fed up with Raylan, I liked I- her. Totally understand her, being fed up with her. reasons were just yeah. Many every character in this this show, every character has been fed up with Raylan. Mm-hmm. Raylan's been fed up with Raylan. Raylan's been fed up yeah. with Raylan. Uh, I felt the same last week with Zachariah. Ava's always said Boyd's family is the only family she's got, and suddenly an uncle who we've not seen or spoken about in six years appears. But we did get some of her backstory. Also, Boyd in the beginning of last week's episode was so jealous of Raylan and had no cause to be at that point. The tension had never been shown in the past. I just think the show writers are starting to lean on dynamics that haven't been in the show before. Hmm. That might be a fair criticism. Them, yeah, the Zechariah thing was kind of out of nowhere. Like it's all good, yeah, but they are inventing a lot of the plot mechanics out of thin air rather than having them be. And I was I was talking to Shane Bowman about like could this be better than season two? 
And he brought up a strong argument mm-hmm. that, you know, all that stuff about the Bennett's and the Crowders and the Givens was all woven into the fabric of the show. Mm-hmm. And it kind of organically sprung out of that. Whereas this stuff is about outsiders that's kind of been bolted on. If you talk, I mean, who knows? This this could end up being super, super fun and a great way to end it. And it could be seen as the equal or even better in season two because we're only halfway through it. Mm-hmm. But if it's kind of in the same neighborhood, I'm going to give season two the nod just because of that fact. Season yeah. two was about the lifeblood of Harlan. And this is more about interlopers interloping. Yeah, I can buy that. Uh, Darren had some answers to the uh, questions we had about seating arrangements and Humvees. He said the captain's chair is always a passenger front seat in a Humvee because officers never drive. Hmm. A lower ranking soldier drives them everywhere they go. As far as a top sergeant, they're almost always the most admired non-commissioned officer in a specific company of a unit, which generally consists of four companies. They are the top leaders that all enlisted men beneath them look up to and look to for leadership and usually have the most experience, even more so than a captain who's a commissioned officer. In the United States Army, the rank of first sergeant is an ORE, OR8, or E8 rank, which I, not being in the military, I have no idea what that means. No, me either. It ranks above this rank of sergeant first class and below that of a sergeant major. It's equal to and grade to a master sergeant, although the two ranks have different responsibilities. Hmm. Uh, the rank is often abbreviated as 1SG in the Army. Master sergeants are laterally promoted to first sergeant upon selection by the senior leadership at the Department of the Army depending on available billets and opportunities. Um, let's see. Skip down here. Uh, first sur- sergeants are generally the senior non-commissioned officers of a company, sized unit, and are unofficially but commonly referred to as top, top sergeant, top soldier, or top kick due to their seniority and their position at the top of the company's enlisted ranks. Um, wow. If I joined the Army, this is the thing that would get me. This, remembering, no, just remembering, like, oh, man, am I... Should I salute first? Does he, he need to salute first? What rank is he? What rank am I? Like all that well, stuff see, that would just confuse the shit out of me. I feel me. like that stuff's a lot more simple because you have to have, you know, the, the dumbest recruit has to know who to salute and when to take off their hat and all that stuff. But some Certainly. of the stuff is... Yeah, yeah. And I guess you have, you know, by the time you're at a rank where people are saluting you first... yeah. You, you know, figured it out. You know, yeah. 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 If you're, you just pretty much salute everyone when you first start in. That's that's yes. Yep. Uh, first sergeants handle the leadership. Although there is, which there's one, uh, there's one branch that doesn't salute. Period. I think. Oh really? It's, yeah. I, or maybe that's a different nationality. But hmm. anyway, uh, first sergeants handle the leadership and professional development of their soldiers, non-commissioned officer development, manage pay issues, supervise administrative issues, manage the promotable soldiers within the company are in a first step in disciplinary actions. Uh, first sergeant may place a soldier under arrest in quarters, as well as manage all the daily responsibilities of running a company slash unit. All this to say that Ty Walker had a lot of management and leadership experience before he went to a uh, criminal enterprise. Okay. Um, he, he mentioned the thing about top. Like, what do we think, where do we think Mundo fits in there? I don't know, because my theory was that maybe he was the captain before he took in. He doesn't. Uh-huh. I don't think that. I think he was just riding the captain's seat, which was the passenger seat. Okay. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 assuming that he was this. He was the leader of all uh, of both Mundo and uh, Seabass. Yeah, I I would not be surprised. And I wasn't. Were they mentioned as being special forces guys? Uh, it's because possible they were, but I don't remember. And I like, don't remember. did they? Are they talking like Army Ranger? Are they talking about like Delta? Like, how sure. special of a force are we talking about here? Once again, yeah, remembering all this shit would drive me insane. I mean, they can't like you know they're not like SEALs because that would be Navy. They're yeah, not Green Berets because yeah. that would be Marines. Sure. So anyway, moving on. Thank you for all that information. I appreciate that. Um, looks like my Mundo theory is dead in the water, but it's nice to know what they meant by top. Shep said, I get the feeling that there's going to be a showdown between Tim and Markham, and wouldn't that be badass? Every time they're together and Tim says something, Avery shoots him a look like, who gave you permission to talk, punk? And if they <laughs> cut to Tim, he's like, come on, old man, me and you. Uh-huh. Plus, in a live day, Markham referred to him as the sidekick. What do you guys think? Hmm. Are you want to see Tim square off with Arkham, <laughs> uh, similar in the way he squared off with Colton? Oh, that'd be cool. 
Yeah, I mean, I loved, I think it was what, season four when he was squaring off with Colton? That that stuff was awesome. Yeah, that's opinion. when Tim started becoming a real character. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, hmm. Like, I'm trying to think, who would I rather see him square off with, Raylan or Tim? I was and thinking... it kind of, I lean towards Raylan just period, but he could square off with Boyd and Tim could square off with Arkham. And... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you, if you give everybody a satisfying moment of awesome. Yeah. Who's Rachel going to square off with, Art? <laughs> <laughs> i well, can see that i still like rachel punch like that's the other thing i was talking to shane with is that rachel seems like the character they've still let down she is still one note by the book stick firmly up ass what do i do about raylan like she's yeah. not getting a chance to loosen up and i i still think i want her to punch raylan i want her to punch raylan all right art did it if she's gonna follow in his footsteps that's what i'm talking about i think it would yeah. be a fun tribute to the show's history and give her a little bit of color other than you know, like they're having yeah. fun with Tim. Why can't they have fun with Rachel? I, I agree. I, I think Rachel was set up to be a really good character. She hasn't had a lot to do in a few seasons now. It's been like the last time there was a showcase, Rachel was like three seasons ago. It's been a long time with Limehouse. Was the, the stuff with it was Limehouse the dude was with the Furby. That was maybe even season three. Dude with the Furby. Yeah, the guy that was been in prison and he wanted he had this he wanted to give his son a a, a gift and he's in the halfway house. Oh and yeah, he had a yeah, big yeah, chrome yeah. revolver. Uh huh. And he got a Furby, not knowing that his you know like <laughs> that's from nineteen ninety nine. That his son grew up and is like a teenager now and <laughs> yeah. is into bitches and Xboxes. So. Sure. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Um, yeah, I hope they do something more interesting with her in these last six. Yeah. I don't get it because it feels like there is a lot that you could do to flesh a character in that position, like, you know, taking over from your mentor and, you know, maybe show her struggling more. But it's just she seems like it's just everyone's a pain in her ass. And I I, th- I really think she's just going to be art 2.0. Like that's but her art path. Was cool. She is not cool. But I think she's headed there, right? She lets Raylan go off on this whatever he's doing without really questioning him. Like that's being a pushover. Is it, or is it just knowing how to handle Raylan with the advice from Mark? You think she's handling Raylan because Raylan is blowing her off left, right, and center about this, which is why I, think, I think what she are you going to tell? Ava. What are you going to tell Raylan he's got to do there? You're going to tell I'm, Raylan he can't go do his thing and you punch Raylan. Have I not made this clear? <laughs> that is the management right. technique. I can write a sure. book how to manage Raylan. You punch him <laughs> by art. Uh, yeah, that's that's how he should write a best-selling uh-huh. uh, martial management Any book, book when he retires. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Sam uh, Sime says, "Hey guys, did we learn anything about Ty Walker from the montage in the toilets?" Musical. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know. Musical montages like this are common in shows like Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy. But to my surprise, when I think back over the seasons of Justified, we haven't seen too many of these. Um, I kind of set up and took notice when they were doing this uh, and looked up the lyrics, but we'll get to that here in a minute. Personally, I love the scene and the music was great, but I'm not sure if the lyrics relate to Ty Walker in any way unless they're hinting at a backstory, but I feel I may just be reaching. Um, the lyrics are pretty generic, kind of like, you know, finding a better place and kingdom of God and, you know, all this, but set to kind of like a rocks i just thought it was selected to look cool i didn't see any thematic things going on here hmm. okay. because the kind of broad redemption and stuff like that is not where ty was going no not definitely not in fact he was like yeah you're kind of like he's a very cool memorable bad guy but he's still a just an evil dude yeah by the end of the episode uh pavlov's bell from a foreign forum in brooklyn new york uh, she's got dual citizenship, both Brooklyn and our forums. I think the reasons why the show keeps focusing on the Markham rat is because it must relate to Raylan in some way. Mm. Solid theory. That's usually the way these big bad wor- works. Big bads work. Each season's villain has been tied to Arlo and or the Gibbonses in some way. Maybe not so much in season five, which may be why it's the weakest. It struck me as odd that Markham said he'd never heard of Arlo when he knew Bo. Maybe the rat was Arlo. Is that a little too crackpot? That might be a little too crackpot, and I mean that in the kindest way possible, because Arlo's dead, and like, why does that mean anything? But I like the way you're thinking. I like the way that this could somehow connect to Raylan, and it is odd that he would know the Crowder, but not... But although, that's kind of also in the show, that Arlo was always kind of like a second banana. Mm Mm-hmm. 
uh, in every crew that he was ever in. Yeah, he's like the Johnny to Boyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I could see that, but but I, I would like to see some connection there, sure. And we know that's the other thing is like we talked about Arkham being an outsider because he's been in Denver growing dope this whole time, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's originally from Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like he is a complete outsider. Yeah. Am I to understand that a lot of his stuff is taking place in Lexington? Is that kind of where he's from? I guess. Because that's where Duffy's from. And I'm right. thinking, like, you know, if they're going to say, okay, Duffy's the Isn't rat. That, that's also where the Dixie Mafia was from. And that's where this is all kind of going back to the roots, right? I think so. So. I'm not totally certain about that. But yeah. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know. Or was there a Memphis ma- Mafia? There, there was, yeah. That I mean, was the, the, the redheaded, the guy from Tennessee that, that was the the dope, the, the, the pot grower, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how they connect to all this. But sure. Um, she continues. Pavlov does. I love the parallel trust and commitment stories of Raylan and Winona and Boyd and Ava. The mm-hmm. show has posited from the beginning that these two men are the two sides of the same coin, and this episode presented them as both with their personal stakes and a choice to make. Raylan prioritized Winona and his daughter for the first time over his job. So what do we now think are the odds of him getting a happy ending? Uh, <laughs> like we said earlier, I think they're less. Uh, or Well, I don't, so I don't know that I think there's a bad ending in Raylan's future. I think what's going to happen is Winona and the baby are going to put, be put in jeopardy. Yeah. Now, I fully assume that he could save them. Because uh, he's Raylan. Cause, yeah, because he's Raylan. I, I don't know that they have to like At the die cost of and, his life. and he's going to get a bad ending or anything, but I don't know. Yeah. I still fall back on the, I forget who said it, but someone said the um, Elmore Leonard deal is that the protagonist gets a happy ending hmm. against all odds. So, but you know, he's dead and I don't know how much the crew feels like they need to honor that part of his legacy. Although they do seem to really, really admire the man. They do. They have a lot of respect for him. Um, Anyway, Original Joseph had some fun stuff regarding hog hunting. Uh, you can hunt Razorbacks in Kentucky, but since only about the 90s when they started moving into the state, and B, there's no hunting season. They're classified as an invasive species, so if you see Ooh. one during daylight hours, you're just encouraged to start shooting. Sweet. <laughs> I like it's daylight hours. Like at dusk, it's, it's the, the hogs are, are free to play. Oh, at dusk, the hogs chase you. Like, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> It's like some nightmare state. It's Kentucky. hunting season on humans. As soon as, it, it's like, uh, what was that Will Smith movie? I am legend. Uh-huh. As soon as the last daylight goes, the hogs just run wild. <laughs> um, yep. He says, then building on that, it'd be funny. If that's how Ava caught on the board. There's no such thing as razorback season. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He said also three feral hogs are seriously scary animals. When you see yeah. a picture of a full size one, you can understand how King Robert bit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend who hunts deer in Michigan, and pretty much the only thing he wor- that worries him in the wild is hogs or other people. And he sent in a picture of a hunter posing with the biggest fucking pig I've seen in my life. It looks like the size of a Subaru hatchback. Wow. With tusks. And, yeah. So, anyway. Thank you for that. If you want to see the picture of the hog, uh, check out our forums. Again, forums.ballmove.com. Dr. Ken from Chi-Town said, man, Boyd getting out the 95 Pappy was awesome. Actually, he's quoting me saying that. said, I did a search to see if there's actually a warehouse fire in 95. There wasn't. But someone did steal something like 65 barrels of this stuff from the, still- the distillery a couple hmm. years ago. I wonder if that was homage to that caper. Maybe. Then he should have had a whole damn barrel underneath that. Yeah. Um, also ran across this article, which I found is pretty interesting, talking about the bourbon choices. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, the, it's an article from the Washington post and it's actually our buddy uh, Taylor Elmore talking about how each character has a complex history with bourbon and how it tells something about the character down from like Raylan has a no preference preference. Hmm. Uh, and there's also whatever, huh? There's also a visual gag, uh, that the, the writers threw in for bourbon snobs, uh, where, uh, I guess he, uh, uh, when Ty walked into Boyd's bar and asked for bourbon, they show him knocking one back in front of a neon sign that says, um, shit, Jack Daniels. Okay. Which is not bourbon. Sure. 
and because it's Tennessee whiskey, and I guess mm-hmm. that's a big bone of contention between people that just genuinely like whiskey and the true bourbon aficionados. Yeah. So they like, put that in as like a wink at those types of people, which I didn't huh. miss because I'm not one. Of, I I miss because I'm not one of those types of people. Sure. You put something in front. I'm like Raylan. You put something in front of me, and I will drink it. Yeah, Scotch bourbon. You know, whatever. I, I recognize when I'm tasting good stuff, mm-hmm. but like, you know, I'm not going to sit down with the bourbon bible and. Decide if this 98.1 is better than this 98.5, you know? Canadian whiskey? Right. I should I should get that bourbon Bible out and read excerpts from it mm-hmm. because it's ridiculous. The descriptions of the things they're tasting and the noses and the mouthfeel is oh, yeah. just... Well, well, I mean, you think that's ridiculous. Go to the wine world, right? I, that's the thing. Wine people that take a lot of shit. So but, far up its own beer ass. Beer that... and bourbon people are right up there with them, honestly. You're right. You're right. They're they're giving them a run for their money. Yeah, like that used to be a thing they could maybe ha- uh, hang over their head ten years ago. But I've been paying attention to the beer and the oh yeah and and the liquor enthusiast and 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 they've gotten right up there with them in the snobbery. <laughs> uh, that's all we got. If you'd like to send us more feedback, you can do so at justified at baldmove.com. Uh, you can get on our forums at forums.baldmove.com and join in the discussions. You can also uh, talk about this on our Facebook site at facebook.com/baldmove and tweet at Jim. And follow along all of our releases on Twitter, at Bald Move. You got anything else, Jim? Nope, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, Done with casting for the week. With that said, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Awesome.